It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. in tonight. Uh, I don't know what it's doing where you are, but it's it's storming here. So if we uh if we end up uh losing power here and I'm out at the very end of uh of a long, long line uh that trails away from the electrical co op <clears throat> then uh Sam D will jump in and uh he will guide you through this. I'll try and I'll try and get electrical back uh, if we can, but uh, it's uh, very common for us to lose power, like I said, way out here at the end of the line. Well, once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We're going to talk about everyday carry tonight. These are the things that the well-prepared rifleman carries in his pocket, uh, on his person, and uh, depending on what he's doing or where he's going, these things may change or, or they may not. But we're going to talk about that uh, 
uh, in just a minute. And we certainly encourage you guys, the folks that are listening, encourage you guys uh, to call in with your everyday carry and your suggestions for everyday carry, what you, the things that you carry in your pocket every day and uh, the things that you think should be, uh, that other folks should carry or that uh, that everybody should have on themselves or things that you found that, that don't work or, you know, basically anything that uh, that you think would work well as everyday carry. Uh, the beginning of the show, we like to uh, thank our local crews and have you guys uh, call in and thank your local crews for the work that they're doing. The the job of an Appleseed Project volunteer is a, uh, it's a hard one. It's a rough one. If you're doing your job right, it's a hard job. Uh, there's a lot of work for no pay. And uh, the only real pay you get is by knowing that you're pushing the mission forward and then you are helping your fellow Americans to get off the couch, improve their rifle marksmanship, and hopefully that you're spinning them up and launching them off the uh, Appleseed Project rocket launching pad and uh, helping them to become involved in maintaining the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy by virtue of living in this nation. <clears throat> but there's no pay. So everybody likes to hear thanks, job well done, and uh, I'm certainly going to start off the list myself tonight with Sandy. You guys know Sam. Sam is the co-host here on the, on the show. He may not say much. Uh, I mean, he pipes in when he wants to, but uh, he's here every time I'm here. You know, every time, every time uh, someone calls and you hear you hear some old uh, uh, first sergeant-type voice in your ear uh, asking who you are and what, you're, what you need, that's uh, Sam D. He's uh, doing the call screening as well. He has worked the switchboard. Uh, if the uh, if something goes wrong with my line, then he's ready there to jump in. So he spent just as many hours doing this uh, almost as I did. Uh, you just don't hear him as much. So Sam, uh, thanks for all the uh, all the hours you spend uh, helping me with the show. I want to thank. Uh, uh, the guys up in Dallas, Kirk Wheeler, uh, who is put sticker on the forum. If uh, if there is any graphic art that you see at the Odyssey Project, it uh, it most probably was generated by Kirk Wheeler, and Kirk Wheeler, and uh, he's been doing it for several years now. He's a fantastic guy, great shooter, great instructor. And, uh, and a man to ride the river with. He's a good man, a good family man. And a, a great graphic artist. Uh, the DFW folks, the Dallas-Fort Worth folks, have a great crew. They're building a great uh, Appleseed uh, operation there. 
And uh, my thanks go out to the, the whole uh, wide crew there. I'd like to thank the local guys here. Ed Hall is a new instructor that uh, we just picked up. Ed's a great guy, very nice guy, and uh, he does a great job. He did a great job this last weekend with the uh, instruction. Ray Trinan uh, and uh, Kirby Foster. Kirby does uh, apple seed instruction on the line, but uh, beyond that, he does uh, the majority of the IT stuff for apple seed. If there's something that uh, that has to be done by uh, or has to be fixed or made or coded or anything else for Appleseed, there's probably a 99% chance that uh, Kirby Foster did it. He's uh, scuzzy on the form. And not because he doesn't take a bath or anything like that. It's, uh, it's uh, has some it's obscure reference to, to one of the coding languages that, uh, that I'm unfamiliar with. And uh, and Kirby does a great job. And we've got uh, a ton of other folks that are doing great job. Larry Coonrad that uh, is a local instructor here. He's been with the program uh, for several years now. And every time I open the doors at Davila, he is there with me. We have uh, uh, Chuck Leeming, Red Dot on the forum, and Chuck is uh, he's a go-getter. Uh, I think that in the first six months that uh, of him doing Appleseed, I believe he'd done almost uh, almost 25 or 30, and I think he got close to. Uh, uh, setting a record for Appleseed on the number of events he'd done in uh, the one year. And uh, he travels all over uh, Texas and all over the United States uh, doing events. And uh, I know that I can count on him to turn in a uh, a fantastic uh, show whenever he's doing an Appleseed two-day rifle marksmanship event on the weekend. If you have some folks that you would like to thank, then by all means, call in, give them a pat on the back. If you have an event that uh, is getting ready to uh, to come up, then let me know about that, too. Or if you want to promote an event, or if you want to talk about an event that uh, uh, that is already uh that you guys have already done, you wanted to uh, give like an AAR on the event, <clears throat> then you're welcome to call in too. The number is 347 308 8790. There's a lot of stuff that uh, is in the news. Recently, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but there was the the sergeant at Fort Hood that uh, was arrested, and that wasn't for carrying a rifle. Uh, he was arrested for, uh, I guess, giving the 
the officers a hard time. His last trial ended up in a mistrial. <clears throat> and uh, he was just retried, and uh, they found him guilty. And I guess they're waiting to to sentence uh, him now. He was, I believe he was an active duty uh, sergeant there at Fort Hood who was hiking down the side of the road with his son, and he had a, a pistol and a, an AR-15 uh, rifle. And uh, I guess the police had several folks that uh, had called and uh, uh, and the, so the police were uh, they didn't have any choice they had to go and check it out now I watched the video and uh, and unless there's something I haven't seen uh, I gotta say I, I know this will probably make a lot of folks uh, angry but I don't think that he handled it, uh, I don't think he handled it really in the best fashion. I mean, yes, uh, you're allowed to uh, to have a rifle and carry a rifle in Texas, you know, open carry it on your shoulder, stuff like that, certainly are. And I don't think that the officers were disputing that. Uh, from what I saw and from what I heard, you know, the one officer was saying, uh, let us just uh, let us just see who you are, and then we'll get you on your way. Anyway, I think that this was just a, a bad handling of the situation. And maybe the uh, maybe the officers could have handled it different, uh, but uh, but certainly uh, the guy I think put his self and his his child in unnecessary danger by disputing uh, the officers there. And i got to tell you that, number one, he wasn't on private property. He was walking down the side of the highway. And uh, and uh, I, I might even stop and ask somebody what they're doing if I see him walking down the road in front of my house. Because, uh, uh, you know, because we live in a world where where things uh, can go wrong, and you know, you—it's your right to carry uh, a rifle, open carry it. <clears throat> but if you get out of your car and you have a uh, an AR rifle on your shoulder, and you're walking down the streets uh, in Houston or or or, or anywhere, somebody's going to stop you and ask you what you're doing. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. Uh, I think that uh, uh, I think that once you know, once they found out uh, who he was and what he's doing, I think that they would have uh, uh, let him be on his way. Uh, I know that uh, from teaching uh, the carving courses self-defense uh, shooting courses. I know that uh, it was a very dangerous situation that uh, that everybody got put in there. Uh, and and I'm not sure that uh, I, I, I think that I wouldn't have had uh, much of a problem if he would have said, hey, listen, can you 
can you hand me the rifle or give me the rifle for a minute while we figure this out? I'll say, hey, no problem. Uh, I don't know that uh, this wasn't uh, this wasn't somebody trying to make a point and and once again, don't get me wrong, I'm all for uh, for folks being allowed to do this. I'm all for uh, open carry rifle, open carry pistols, uh, but at the same time. Uh, there there are going to be some bumps getting it worked out, and there's going to have to be some uh, some give and take on both sides. I mean, if 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 somebody is walking down the street uh, with uh, with a rifle, then you may very well somebody may very well stop and ask you what you're doing. And uh, I think that as long as you're as long as you are respectful and uh, and you try and get a resolve. I don't know that it. I don't know if that this situation could have gone different. Like I said, I'm sure I'll have plenty of folks that uh, <clears throat> that are angry with me over saying this. I'm just saying that that's my opinion. I think it. Uh, I think it could have been handled different. Uh, because the other side of it is, if the if the guys, if the officers would have just driven by after they got all the calls and stuff, they would have just driven by and said, well, you know, it's legal for him to do this, so we're not going to stop and ask him uh, what he's doing or anything. And uh, and he got up to the next intersection and started blasting away, then uh, I'm sure there was just going to be just as many people saying, what was it, what the heck's wrong with, those, uh, with the officers? Why didn't they stop? And they had several phone calls, uh, you know, alerting them to the guy. Uh, I think there's going to have to be some give and take uh, on this while we're working it out. And that means that uh, even though it's a right, I don't think you're going to be, I don't think you're putting yourself in the best position by trying to duke it out in every one of these uh, situations with law enforcement. And there is no way I would have done that with uh, with my kid there, you know, I just wouldn't have uh, I, I just wouldn't have done it because uh, uh, even if I was minding my T's and Q's, uh, if something goes wrong and there's uh, some type of shooting starts and my kid catches around. I don't know how happy I'm going to be that I was trying to force the issue. So that's my two cents on it. All right. Now I've got uh, I've got uh, the storm going. Like I said, I've got a storm going here, so I can't. Uh, I just lost a satellite, <clears throat> so I can't see uh, what folks in the chat are saying or anything like that. If you got something you want to say, uh, call it in and uh, we'll get it on the air. Even if you don't want to uh, to talk yourself, you can tell Sam, and he'll either uh, uh, type it out for me, or uh, or he'll just open his mic and and blurt it out himself. So if you have something you want to say, uh, just uh, call in 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. 
zero. Now, I read an interesting piece the other day in uh, the Washington Post, and they were talking about exactly what I said uh, a few weeks ago, which was that I think that the current administration had uh, had learned a, uh, a neat little trick, which was uh, they had so many uh, scandals going that folks said this, uh, it, 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 they couldn't all be real. You know, they, they couldn't all be real because it's just, uh, that's crazy. That's, let's see, the vast right-wing conspiracy trying to, to gin up the, a problem. And, and I think that's exactly what the government do, is doing now. They, they're, just, they've, they're just playing it wide open because, because they don't care now. They don't care. Uh, even if they get caught, even if you, even if they put the scandal on the front page of the paper, which most of the times they don't, because most of the papers are uh, owned by the folks who are uh, either actually involved or peripherally, peripherally involved, and their stations have been told uh, to remain mum on it. Uh, but even if they weren't, even if they ran the stories or they put it on the front page, people uh, people are being they're 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 overrun with this info, and it begin it begins to to be meaningless uh, because every day there's something new. This is a very dangerous situation that we're that we seem to be wading uh, directly into. And and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I don't know if we... It seems to me that we've gone so far that we have... Uh, that the, the current situation with government has gotten so uh, ugly and messy that... That I don't. That I don't think it would matter too much who was in power, who was, uh, what party was in power, or, or who was in uh, in charge. I think it's gotten so ugly that uh, that both sides are are the same way. There's the same ugliness, the same corruption and scandals, the same uh, misrepresentation or non-representation of American citizens. Uh, I don't know if this is going to get fixed in any nice, neat fashion. It appears to me that that it's going to have to end up getting really ugly before it gets better. Uh, but that's just my opinion, all right? All right, once again, if you'd like to call in, and uh, may, perhaps you are, maybe I just can't tell because of the the storm and the satellite uh, situation here. I know I can't uh, load the chat, and I can't load the uh, uh, a couple of the other parts of the, uh, of the walk-off platform. Uh, give it a few minutes. I don't think the system is that big. And uh, if you're trying to call in, uh, just give it a couple of minutes. Or, uh, uh, Sam, if uh, if you've got somebody that uh, 
that uh, is in the queue and they want to talk, then uh, just uh, break in a line. Let me know. And we'll get them on. All right. Tonight we're talking about uh, every day. And uh, most of the time, a lot of folks will uh, uh, will cut this down to EDC. Your EDC. What's your EDC? Your everyday carry. And everyday carry is, is just as, as simple as what it's saying. It's what are you carrying on your person every day. And, uh, and for some people, it may be something very simple. You may be uh, going to your office, your work in your office uh, downtown or something. And your everyday carry for you is going to be your uh, keys, your cell phone, uh, maybe uh, if you smoke, maybe a cigarette and a lighter. Uh, your uh, a writing utensil like a pen, or uh, and uh, that may be it. That may be all you carry. Uh, other folks, uh, the other end of the uh, the line, maybe somebody who uh, who goes to work uh, uh, with customs and immigration, and their everyday carry. Uh, it's a little bit different. Maybe they've got a uh, uh, Glock 17 or Glock 19 and uh, and four mags and a uh, belt knife and a collapsible baton and pepper spray and a taser and a uh, good folding knife and uh, uh, a radio, a GPS uh, system, uh, a compass. Uh, a good watch, uh, whatever your whatever your everyday carry is, this is the stuff that uh, that you put in your pocket before you leave, and that you take out of your pocket and uh, put on the table, put on the table or your nightstand, you know, when you get home. Uh, and it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be different, uh, you know, probably for for most every person. But you can always do something to enhance your everyday carry. You can always fit uh, just a little bit, maybe a little something extra in uh, that's going to work for you to help uh, to help make sure that uh, that you have a little something extra if you need it. And uh, if you guys uh, would like a carrot to call in with your uh, with your uh, list of everyday carry the things that you every, that you carry every day. Then uh, we'd like to hear it. We'd like to hear what you guys are are using and carrying. And uh, you can call in three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. And uh, Sam will uh, will talk to you for a second off off air and then bring you on because everybody has uh, you know different things that they. 
that they've found over the course of the years that work good for them. And there may be some of you guys that have something that uh, that uh, that everybody could use. Maybe there's something uh, really nifty that uh, that you guys know about that uh, the rest of us don't. <clears throat> All right. Uh, if you if it sounds like I'm a little bit uh, a little bit stretched out it's because uh, like I said we're in the middle of a, a big storm here and uh, and I'm in the middle of uh, remodeling and re- replacing my roof and uh, the the storm is picked this time to come and uh, and find all of the little places that I uh uh, that I haven't covered with tarps and stuff. So we're just a. Uh, so it looks like a, a, a submarine inside here after it's been uh, depth charged, uh, you know, with all the leaks and stuff. <clears throat> all right, there's a. Uh, on the show page, you know, I put a bunch of photographs of uh, of what a lot of different people carry uh, for their everyday carry. Now, normally. What do you guys carry? Uh, and what uh, girls carry is, uh, I guess it's, it's fairly, it's fairly simple. I'll give you an idea of uh, of what I carry. Now I don't uh, go into an office. Uh, I work uh, independently here on uh, uh, rurally on a ranch. What I carry is a a a good. Leatherman tool. It's the old Super Leatherman. It's no longer in service, but uh, you know, but there were a lot of them made, and then a lot of people got them as gifts and everything else, and uh, and never used them. So I just keep an eye out uh, on eBay, and you know, I'll I'll keep uh, uh, one that's in good condition that I'm running. I'll keep another one that is uh, kind of worn out. Uh, in case I have to uh, uh, to use it roughly or something, uh, or if I need to, to give it to somebody that's going to use it roughly, like my dad, uh, I always give him uh, uh, my old worn-out ones because he likes to uh, chip concrete and stuff with the blade, and uh, I don't uh, I don't give him the new ones. Anyway, you have this super Leatherman that I'll carry. Uh, I'll have my keys, keys for for my vehicles, for the uh, uh, the different gates and stuff like that. Those will all be on a uh, carabiner. I'll have my cell phone. Uh, I'll have a uh, uh, a good writing instrument, usually one of the you know the good uh, but but inexpensive dicks. Uh, and then I'll have a notepad that I carry so I can write down my notes, and then. Uh, uh, just a, uh, uh, a plain uh, uh, Timex Expedition watch. Now it's just my everyday carry for the uh, for a regular day. Now on top of that, I'll have uh, I'll have whatever uh, whatever handgun I'm carrying for that day. Normally it'll be uh, like a Glock 17 and two extra mags. And that would be my everyday carry. I'll have the the Leatherman tool, which uh, functions, uh, you know, as a, as a multi-tool. 
has two good blades on it, and then uh, that's my working everyday carry. But your everyday carry changes whenever your uh, your situation or your mission changes. Now, if I want to, uh, if that's for the daytime. Now, if I'm going to do the same thing but at night, then uh, I will add two, uh, at least two uh, types of lights. Or if I'm going out uh, uh, with the family to dinner at night, or if uh, if I'm doing anything where I'm, I'm going to be out after dark, then normally I'll carry uh, usually at least two uh, extra flashlights. Now, one of those uh, will be uh, some type of a small pocket flashlight that can fit uh, uh, inside of my pocket very easily, no big balls or anything like that. And uh, usually it's around uh, like a 200 lumen flashlight. Now, I don't personally don't spend a lot of money uh, on the flashlights because uh, I'm really good at uh, misplacing them uh, or uh, or breaking them in, in different cases and stuff. So right now I've got uh, uh, I bought uh, a stack of the flashlights from Lowe's, and these are. See if I can get the name off of it here. I think that they were they were Magtech uh, lights, and it was uh, eight dollars for a uh, an all metal uh, two hundred lumen LED flashlight. Uh, has the uh, the shark double to striking ring on it. Uh, the uh, butt button on and off switch, and uh, eight bucks, uh, which I thought was a really uh, you know really good deal, and uh, I'm very happy with that because uh, they're inexpensive enough that you know if it they gets broken or lost, uh, no problem, and it's a, a nice bright light. It's the three AAA battery type, which most of these are now. If it's not a like a CR123. Then they usually they're the three triple A's. Uh, there are some that uh, use double A's, uh, singles and doubles. I've got some of the old mag lights, and uh, I've got some of the newer LEDs that uses one uh, double, uh, one uh, or a single double A battery. Uh, and then I'll usually have another light that is one of the smaller types of lights that normally would fit. Uh, on your keychain. And uh, what I've done is I'll just take it and put it on a uh, dog tag and I wear it around my neck. Now, the the little lights like that, they're not bright, but they are plenty good enough for you to be able to get uh, to get uh, to work your way through a room, uh, to see, uh, to see if somebody's in a room, uh, they give you plenty of light for that. So I'll have usually one in my one of the uh, 
the larger lights in my pocket, and then I'll have just a little light keychain key around my neck. All right? Uh, and that's if I'm going out at night, but not uh, uh, but not camping out or overnighting or something like that. Just going out either like to eat dinner uh, or uh, or going shopping. Anything that uh, that requires me to be out after dark. Uh, now, if I'm going to uh, do the same thing, but I'm going out uh, to eat with my family, if I'm going somewhere that uh, that maybe has uh, uh, one of the things that I've found now that uh, I really like and uh, that I would uh, recommend for most folks is to find a good, uh, a really nice, uh, dependable, and you can find them very inexpensively now, uh, neck knife. And uh, I, I like this because uh, the neck knives are easily accessible. Uh, they don't cl- uh, clutter up your pockets. Uh, and uh, and you can get a really nice, uh, dependable type uh, neck knife uh, with a good, uh, a good sheath, a nice good blade. Uh, you can get them uh, for around... Uh, Seven to twelve bucks now. You can get them uh, on eBay, and uh, I would I would certainly recommend uh, a good neck knife for folks if you're going to be out in public, and especially if there are places where you where you can't take a firearm. Uh, then having a uh, having a good neck knife is is better than than nothing. Uh, having a firearm would be much better, but if you can't get one, you can't carry one, then uh, having a good neck knife uh, is uh, a good second uh, best type option. Now, normally, and I, and I know it sounds uh, uh, it sounds almost like overkill, but uh, if I'm going to go uh, out for dinner with the family and stuff, I'll still take uh, the Leatherman, because the Leatherman has uh, plenty of tools on it, and I've I've used all the tools, and I've used my Leatherman uh, over and over again. It's not one of those uh, things that you uh, that you put in your pocket and it never gets used. I mean, I've I've worn out uh, you know a dozen of them by using them, and uh, uh, if I go out and even with my family, then uh, I'll carry the. Uh, the Leatherman, and uh, I'll carry, uh, uh, now I'll carry uh, the neck knife, but uh, I used to carry a, a nice Ken uh, uh, Onion Leak uh, assisted opening knife uh, with a belt with a uh, pocket clip on it. Uh, and then... Uh, the flashlight, you know, one in my pocket, one on the neck, and uh, car keys, uh, the pen. Now let me let me stop uh, real quick and talk about the pen too. And I know that this sounds like we're going, like we're almost like we're getting overboard, like we're like we're gearing up for a uh, uh, like some kind of a, a, a zombie attack or something like that. Uh, but having uh, having a pen 
like a good ballistic type of pen. And there, there are a lot of folks that uh, that make these, and they you know they 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 write perfectly. They function as a, a writing tool perfectly. But usually they'll have a, a strengthened or hardened body, and uh, and they can also double as a striking object. Uh, and you can carry a pen in places that you can't carry any other type of edged weapon or anything like that. Uh, like for instance, on a on an airplane, you know, you can carry the pen. You can't carry any type of a pocket knife or Leatherman or anything like that. Uh, but you can carry the pen. And uh, normally I'll just I'll just make sure that uh, you know when I'm heading out, I'll pick up a pen and put it in my pocket. And uh, and normally is one of the ballistic ones. Uh, because uh, why not? I'm going to carry a pen anyway. Why not carry one that uh, you know that could function uh, uh, for multiple uses? Uh, the there are a lot of good tools that uh, are made now. Uh, and the what you carry for, for your everyday carry, like I said, is going to depend on uh, where you're going, what you're doing, why you're, uh, you know, why you're going, where you're going, and what you're doing. Why, what, what you have to worry about or not worry about. I mean, if you're going out to dinner uh, with your family and. <laughs> And you haven't made a ton of enemies, then uh, uh, then you don't have to. Uh, you certainly don't have to uh, to get ready for a zombie attack. But you should just get used to carrying uh, the things that you're going to, uh, the things that you might need as part of your everyday carry. Mine isn't always exactly the same. I mean, their mine changes uh, uh, sometimes daily. Depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. And uh, and and I may add or subtract things uh, depending on where I'm going and what I'm doing. And maybe someplace I can't uh, take some certain item, and maybe I can. Uh, I know that uh, uh, for the longest time, and they make a lot of different type of uh, of credit card type tools, and uh, now they make. Uh, uh, like a credit card type knife that uh, that is really inexpensive. I think you can get it for like uh, four or five bucks now. Uh, but I had a really good co. It was called a Spider Card, and uh, it was a very well built, well engineered uh, credit card type knife. Now it was the same size as a credit card. But like I said, it was a very well engineered, very strong, and uh, when opened up, it was it was actually a very large, uh, uh, mean looking blade. And uh, I don't I don't know what exactly happened to it. Whenever I lost a a wallet out in the field, uh, the card was with it, and uh, now they're they're no longer made by Spiderco. You get them on eBay, but expect to pay, uh, uh, you know, between eighty and one hundred and fifty bucks for them now if they're in good condition. But uh, 
that was cer- that's certainly an option for you is to have some type of a card-sized tool that you can carry in your wallet. <clears throat> uh, and and it's going to depend uh, on what you're going to do for the day, whether you're going to stay out overnight, uh, whether you're going to be in the city, or if you're going to be uh, uh, hiking down a trail. The stuff that you're putting in your pocket is going to depend, uh, you know, pretty base, pretty much basically on what you are doing for the day or for the day or the week or the night. Now, uh, the other, one of the other things that I do, uh, I'm not sure you could call it uh, everyday carry on my person as much is uh, I have a really good uh, blowout kit and uh, it's got uh, a really nice uh, uh, bandage with the clotting agent in it. Uh, It's got the Asherman chest seals, a tourniquet, uh, uh, all of the stuff in it is very small and I carry that with me wherever I am. Now, it it doesn't go in my pocket when I go into the store. But if if I walk out to my car, I carry it with me. I put it uh, uh, in the console. Uh, if I get in the tractor, I put it there with me because uh, if something happens, you need to have access to a first aid kit uh uh, you may need it really quick. Uh, a lot of machinery and stuff I work on. Uh, you know, it certainly would not even uh, wouldn't even blink at uh, tearing off a finger or a hand or an arm. So I make sure that I have that right there with me. Now, like I said, if I get out and I go into a store or to a restaurant, I usually don't carry it with me because uh, because it's in my vehicle. And if I needed to, I would guess I'd, I'm just depending on going and getting it out of the vehicle. Now, if I if I am getting out of my vehicle and I am going to walk the fence line or if I'm going hunting, uh, anytime I'm going to be away from the vehicle, then yeah, then usually I do carry it with me and I'll either... I uh, put it in a side pocket on my pants, or I'll put it in a jacket pocket, uh, or I've got a uh, a very small over-the-shoulder uh, bag. It's just like a like a small pouch, and uh, it'll go inside the uh, the pouch with a bottle of water or something. And that's if I'm if I'm away from the vehicle because I feel like uh, uh, I, I feel like that you should have a first aid kit within reach if at all possible. Now, if I if I worked at uh, a, an office, then I would have one in my office drawer. Uh, I've got them in most of the vehicles. I've got the kits in the vehicles. And I've got it at home. I've got one in the barn. I've got uh, uh, I've got several down at the uh, uh, at the range. Uh, wherever I'm go- wherever I usually go to around here, I've got the first kit, first aid kits already there, and then then with my 
with my vehicle. All right, so if I were you, I'd make sure I had them at my my place of uh, work, you know, my business. Uh, you know, wherever you're wherever you're going to be, I would make sure that I had one there during the day. All right. Uh, I cannot tell if anybody, Sam, can you? Uh, if you can hear me, can you just uh, mention in my ear that you can hear me? And I can't tell if I'm going out or not because I've, I've lost all of my, all the chat and everything else. You there? Yeah, you're, you're going out, Scout. Okay, great. You're going out. All right, well, listen, what about you, Sam? Jump in here. Uh, <laughs> whenever, you're, whenever you're working there, uh, well... Depending on where you're working, I'm sure. Because you are you still working uh, uh, on the base? I am. I am. Uh, depending on whether or not I'm heading out to work and where I'm going to work, uh, I have a pretty specific list of things that I carry, and I do a checklist: knife, keys, wallet, smokes, lighter. And uh, if I'm not going to work on the main base. I'll be putting a Star PD and two spare magazines on. But uh, I wouldn't do that if I had to go out on the base. But <laughs> right, and uh, and that's uh, that is certainly uh, you know one of the options that folks should probably consider is even if you don't smoke. Uh, it wouldn't hurt you to have some kind, some way uh, to start a fire on you. Now, for women, it's a lot easier. So they got these big. They usually have, uh, you know, some type of purse, and they can hide tons of gear in there. For guys, it might be a little bit harder. But uh, you know, even if I didn't smoke, I would still have a way to start a fire on me. Uh, and then. If you look at the photographs that I posted uh, from uh, a good number of different people's uh, everyday carry, you'll see a lot of those folks have chosen to add a whistle to their gear. Now, I think it's a great idea. Uh, if you are, uh, if you're trying to make yourself heard, uh, and uh, you were out, uh, you know out in the wilderness or something, that's a perfect way to do it. But even if you're in the city uh, and you want to get the attraction, you want to attract the attention of a, a peace officer or something like that, uh, that's a great way to do it, you know, to blow the whistle. I don't know how much uh, maybe yelling or shouting, maybe that wouldn't do anything. But uh, a whistle is usually always going to attract the attention of a law enforcement officer because they're issued whistles and they use them, uh, you know, as uh, as part of their uh, everyday carry. They use them, you know, to give warnings to people or to attract attention and stuff like that. So if you need to get the attention of somebody uh, or even a lot of people out in public, uh, blowing a whistle might be just a perfect way to do that. Uh, for women, the same thing. Now, I'm not going to tell you that uh, uh, 
I know that there's been a lot of uh, a lot of fun poked lately at uh, at some of the folks in government uh, telling women that they don't need firearms, that uh, all they need is a good uh, rape whistle, and uh, to leave their firearms at home. Now, I'm not certainly not going to tell you that because because I don't believe that. But I will tell you that uh, that having a whistle probably wouldn't be a bad idea, and uh, and having it in uh, you know if you're a woman and you have it in your purse, having it clipped somewhere or safety pin somewhere where you can find it uh, easily is a great idea too. I think uh, maybe for uh, uh, for a lot of women. Uh, I was looking at the, some of the stacks of stuff that the women had for everyday carry. Uh, a lot of them had uh, pepper spray. They had some type of uh, pepper spray. I think that's a great idea too. And once again, I'm not going to tell you that it's uh, that it is better than a handgun because it's not. But it's certainly a great tool that you can add uh, to. Your everyday carry. Uh, and uh, I keep uh, pepper spray in my vehicle. And uh, uh, and I have no problem with uh, uh, with anybody carrying pepper spray. And I have no problem with using it. I think that there are certainly... Uh, uh, plenty of situations where pepper spray may uh, pepper spray may be the thing that will work for you. Uh, where a where a firearm may not, or a firearm may be too much. Uh, and we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this uh, several weeks ago. <laughs> we were talking about the. Uh, women's self-defense and safety course and stuff, and spray uh, should never be uh, thought of as a standalone uh, self-defense weapon. If anything, uh, pepper spray should be thought of and used uh, like it was uh, like it was designed to be. Use and that is has a uh, a way to a way to break contact uh, with uh, with whoever is giving you trouble or attacking you a way to to break their loop and break contact with them and uh, and just to give you a chance to uh, to either uh, remove yourself from the situation and run or uh, or to try and get uh, a hold of a better uh, self-defense type weapon, something like that. And, uh, you know, guys can use this just as well as women. I'm sure most guys probably uh, <laughs> they don't like to think about it because they, they don't want to have to say, yeah, then I pull up my pepper spray and, uh, you know, spray the guy. <clears throat> but it might be just a thing that... Uh, it might be just a thing that saves your life. Like I said, I keep a, uh, I keep a, 
container of pepper spray I keep in handy with uh, with a lot of my gear. <clears throat> All right, looks like I just got. Hey, Scout. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you've got. Uh, like I just got the, I just got the got switchboard back. I can, too, I, like can, to talk. I can. Yeah, I got the switchboard back just now, and I can I can see that there are some people uh, on there now. Yeah. All right. Rachel, we have Rachel online too. Welcome there. to the show. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's uh, it turned into a dreadful mess here. I don't yeah, know if you well, guys can is, hear this. Rachel, I'm, yeah, I'm. Yes, I'm. I'm getting the storm too. Well, Rachel, welcome to the show. Uh, are you going to tell us about your everyday carry? Yeah. Well, I was just listening as I'm. Getting ready for to head out of town for shoot I'm doing this weekend, um, and I, you already mentioned about uh, concealed carry weapons and various other good and helpful things. A um, couple of things that I didn't hear mentioned. Um, uh, you've probably seen me carrying my phone and my keys around. I'm not a fan of, of carrying things in my purse that I want to have with me, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be a fan of of carrying my flashlight or or a concealed carry weapon or extra magazine things and my person counting on having it just, just because a purse can easily be taken away. So I, I like to carry things on my person. Um, and I have a really cool phone case. It's called the Incipio Stowaway that I can actually fit a credit card and ID and $20 bill into. So I, all I have to do is carry the phone case and keys, and I'm, I'm pretty much set without a purse. Right. I don't think I've ever seen you with a purse. But... Uh, uh, I think that that is a good way, if you can do that, that's a good way uh, to make sure that you to catch, to have your everyday carry because, and, you know, and some people don't because some people, uh, you know, they've got dresses on or, you know, or whatever, and they've got their, they've got a purse, and that's fine. But if you don't, if you can keep it on your person, then that's the best way to do it. Uh, and... Uh, and I believe I've seen I, I believe I've seen you with uh, with several different kinds of setups, uh, times. Some uh, uh, I know I've seen you carry some kind of a uh, uh, like a, a little pouch or something on your belt that also had uh, a flashlight, and uh, you've got a, a clip knife uh, in your pocket, and. Uh, uh, and what else were you saying? You said that uh, the stuff that something that you didn't hear was was about how people were caring. Oh no, I just wanted to talk about uh, specifically the phone case. Um, so it holds a credit card. Um, it's a credit card ID. Um, it's often helpful to have in case of emergency contact information. You can have you can have that on your phone possibly. Um, also a twenty dollar bill. Um, I think a lot of times. We, we prepare for a worst-case scenario, talk, think about self-defense, but it's very likely, it's very easy for a credit card to get locked up or, or lost and, you know, just having, or maybe you're somewhere where they don't even take a credit card. So having a $20 bill is just a great thing to have on you, on your person all the time. So that's, that's the phone case that I have. It's a stowaway case that actually holds those cards. And then you mentioned the flashlight. Yes, I do always keep a flashlight just clipped either to my waistband or in my pocket. And I found one that's small enough that no, no matter what I'm wearing, it can fit mm-hmm. there. So even if I'm dressed up, it, it still fits 
um, onto my waistband. I can I can hide it there if I'm going to be in a, a more professional situation or a dressy situation where I don't want it showing in my pocket. And uh, and like I was saying earlier, you can you, know, you can also get a uh, uh, some of the and and I'll I'll talk about folks right now that usually for the most part none of the gear that I I carry is usually. Uh, it's usually very expensive. Now, the only the only uh, concessions I would make to to paying a lot of money would be usually to uh, whatever blade or tool uh, that I'm carrying, because uh, uh, because that uh, usually usually uh, benefits you to to get the uh, you know the best quality tool you can get for that. Uh, flashlights, you know, now you, you can spend a lot of money on a flashlight. And, uh, sure. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that uh, they make a lot of really good, inexpensive flashlights that uh, I would have no problem using. The, uh, uh, the flashlights uh, that, uh, uh, that they make now, you know, you can get a good uh, 10 15 $20, uh, $30 flashlight that can be of comparable quality to some of the ones that they make now that are, you know, uh, $150, $200 flashlights. Yeah. You know, and I don't, yeah. I don't want people to say, uh, I'd get it. You know, I'd get a good flashlight for me to carry, but I just don't have the money. And you just go to, mm-hmm. go to Harbor Freight or to, uh, you know, to any of the places that uh, – uh, that have, uh, you know, quality, uh, they have the inexpensive, but the good quality gear, expensive flashlights. The same thing with the the smaller, like the keychain flashlights. They make some really good, uh, inexpensive keychain flashlights. You can get, a, get one for two bucks. Like I said, I get, uh, I've got uh, several of the dog chain uh, necklaces, uh, you know, dog tag uh, necklaces, and uh, I keep one of the uh, inexpensive keychain flashlights on a clip around my neck. I don't put it in my, my keychain just because uh, it just seems to me that every time I've done that, the, the keychain goes in my pocket, and then the light goes on, and uh, then it's dead, you know. Yeah. So I just uh, I keep a nice, good, uh, nice new one. I don't really, I don't use it. Uh, you know, I'll use a flashlight that I carry in my pocket for looking around. I do use the one that uh, I put around my neck as a backup. And uh, uh, and you're right too about cash. Uh, even if you're going to use uh, your uh, credit cards or whatever to pay, you still need to keep some cash on you. Most folks will tell you to keep uh, around a hundred bucks, you know, in uh, smaller denominations like. Uh, uh, you know, three uh, twenties, uh, and then make the rest into tens, uh, fives, and ones, so that you can uh, you can use the cash if you need to, and uh, right. and then don't just use it. Just use you know use whatever your credit card or your debit card. Use that, but make sure you've got the cash on you in case you need it. You were talking about the phone, uh, the phone holders too. I, I've been looking for a good phone holder forever, and I finally saw that uh, Mark, uh, Mark Martinez had one, and I asked him to 
to keep his eye out and grab one for me too because uh, I can't tell you how many bad phone holders I've gone through and dumped my phone and lost it and tore the the phone holders up on and on. You know, your phone is probably going to be nowadays is going to be one of the most uh, important parts of your everyday carry and uh, uh, and you can also download apps for your phone uh, of every every size and uh, and use uh, all the way from uh, the flashlight app that most phones uh, you can download now and that just keeps your the flash on your phone it turns it on uh, and mm-hmm. keeps it on uh, unless you use it as a flashlight and uh, you know I found that to be a very good app too because you really don't have your phone right there in your pocket and uh, and ready to go and you can very easily grab the phone and and hit the flashlight app, and you've got a nice bright light, uh, and uh, and uh, a lot of other folks go so far. If you have uh, like a uh, uh, like some type of an iPhone, uh, then you have the ability to uh, you know to download uh, you know fifteen or twenty <laughs> books on survival if you want to on your phone. It doesn't mm-hmm. take any it doesn't take any more or less room. The only bad thing about it is, uh, you know, folks, the phones run on electricity. And uh, and if you don't have electricity to recharge it, then you may have a problem. And if there's some type of a grid-down situation, then a lot of times that's going to affect the towers and the ability to rebroadcast uh, your signal to get it somewhere. Uh, the but But normally you have the ability to text, even if you can't talk. That's still a plus uh, for that. Can you think of any other uh, any other things that uh, that you have uh, uh, as far as everyday carry or things that uh, you would suggest to folks? Uh, one more thing just popped into my head on the subject of phones. Um, uh, make sure you have a phone charger around. I mean, I don't, I don't carry one in my pocket, but I definitely have them at my house, and I always keep one in my car. Um, I, I tend to drive a lot at night. I'll often be coming home from out of town by myself at night, and it's just, it's really important to me and to my family for me to have a phone that, that's charged, so I can let them know, you know, I'm on my way or I'm stopping somewhere. Um, and it's, just, it's easy for your phone to die. Um, it's a little thing that we don't think about, but it, it can be a safety issue. Yeah, absolutely, and that is also something uh, that I put. I I do the same thing with the phone charges as I do with the first air, first aid gear, and that's it. I put them everywhere that uh, that I'm going to be. I mean, I've got uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. that makes them fairly inexpensive now too. You can you can get them. Uh, don't buy them from the grocery store from the or from the gas station because. They're very expensive there, but you can usually go online and get a good uh, charger for like two bucks, something like that. Oh yeah. And uh, and then buy you uh, a half dozen of them. Put them in your mm-hmm. car. Uh, put it at your office. Put it, uh, you know, uh, put them wherever you're going to be. And uh, I also have the adapters for them uh, that I'll have. Usually I have one in each car too, and that's the uh, the ones that will change the uh, cigarette lighter adapters into a wall socket adapter, and 
and make sure that you have a way to recharge it. Now, you can also go online, and you can get uh, now they finally have, uh, the technology has gotten to the point where they've got uh, the solar chargers for your phones, and they're, they're at the point now where they're not that expensive, and uh, and they're fairly small. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't consider it everyday carry in my pockets. Now, if I... If I lived in the city, though, uh, I probably would have a uh, probably have a backpack as part of my everyday carry. Uh, I'd probably keep a backpack on and, and wear it everywhere I went in the city. I mean, that's just that's just what I would what I would what I did when I lived in the city, and it's what I probably what I would do if I was back in the city because uh, because I'd want to carry a little bit more stuff than. Uh, than what I carry out, uh, what I carry out here. And the reason I don't carry more out here is because I'm usually in my vehicle. You know, wherever I'm working, I'm at my vehicle, right. or in my vehicle. If I do take off, if I say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out down the fence line, I'm gonna go, you know, from this fence line to back over here or something. Then I do have a, a, a little, uh, almost like a messenger bag uh, that I'll put on, and it'll have my first aid gear and a bottle of water. And, you know, some extra stuff that I'll take with me. Because if I do that, usually I'll, I'll, I usually have a rifle with me uh, mm-hmm. as well. So uh, I wouldn't carry the solar charger on my person if I was walking around. But I would certainly have it in my vehicle or, uh, you know, or in the bag that I was going to take somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because they do make them now. Uh, like I said, they make them uh, inexpensive enough. Uh, that you can get one at a pretty decent price, and they're small enough that uh, you know, they can fit in your bag. Now, I think that they make them about, uh, looks to me like about five inches by six inches, you know. Uh, all right, uh, uh, Rachel, stay on the line. I'm going to bring on another caller here, Lee from Michigan. And uh, Lee, welcome to the show. Hello. And, uh, I got a couple you things. You want to talk about your grandmother's uh, everyday uh, yeah, care? Yeah, that's one of those things. Uh, I don't know that I would have called her. Uh, she knew a lot about canning, cooking, all that kind of stuff, but I don't know how prepared she was for for an emergency. But one thing she always had with her was a hat pin, old style, three and a half, <laughs> maybe four inches long, uh, black kind of finish on it, and a little knob on the end. And I asked her about that. She wasn't wearing her hair, so she her hats really anymore so much. And I asked her, "What, what do you do? Why is that in your purse?" She said, "Well, if anybody tries to mess with me, I'm going to stick it right in them." <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe we yeah, need to bring yeah, back yeah. that style. You know, I mean. <laughs> Women used to carry the uh, carry and wear the hat pins all the time. I think if I was a woman, oh, yeah. I think I would still do that. I mean, if I had a hat, and, uh, I, mean, I, I would I, still do that. I would not have wanted her to stick me with that. I'll tell you. <laughs> so, can I make it? Can I talk to you about a couple other things quickly? Yeah, absolutely. Hello. Uh, one thing I used to carry a pepper spray, but uh, I got asthma, and uh, I had it when I carried the pepper spray. Actually, I gave up carrying pepper spray because I read that asthmatics ought to be pretty careful about that it can uh it can give you problems if you're an asthmatic maybe more problems than you're having already you know 
Well, so that's one, one thing, thing I tell uh, folks about pepper spray is uh, when we're talking when I'm when I'm doing a class for the uh, like for the women for the self defense and safety or even if when I'm mm-hmm. talking to it about guys is <clears throat> if you're going to carry pepper pepper spray, then uh, I would recommend that uh, you, know, you get one of the containers of pepper spray and you uh, you spray it uh, you know spray a decent amount in your hand. And uh, and then kind of uh, hold it up uh, around your face where you can get a little whiff of it and see how you react uh, mm-hmm. when you get a yeah. dose of it. Because one of the things I can I guarantee you is that if you start paying spray and pepper spray, is that you're going to get some. Uh, yeah. So you need to know how well, you're going to react to it. Because if you have some type of a uh, allergic reaction. Or if, uh, or if you find that uh, that you cannot deal with pepper spray, then you don't need to be carrying it. Right, and that's why I don't carry it anymore. I usually have a couple of pocket knives, a big old red handkerchief, a 38 special snub nose, and, you know, the phone. Nowadays I got a cell phone. I'm talking to you on a cell phone at the moment. Um, and miscellaneous junk, you know. Spare ammo and speed strips for the 38. Right now I'm home. All the stuff that I normally carry is in my pants. I'm wearing sweatpants and a vest, and I have the handkerchief and the 38 on me at the moment. (laughs) So, yeah, the rest I figure I can always scoop up if I need it, you know. Right. I'm a little little light on fire-making materials. I really ought to do something about that. And it's deer, hunt, deer season up here, so I have a little bigger pocket knife than uh, I normally have. And I just realized that I've been running without a compass for a while here. Uh, I've been hunting well, fairly restricted said, areas, yeah. but I should really find that and put it in my pocket too, you know. So. Well, things like the compass or fire starting materials and stuff like that, that's not part of... Uh, I wouldn't always consider that part of your everyday carry, unless oh no, uh, unless right you're going to do since I'm hunting deer, you know. <laughs> right, unless you're going to be uh, in a situation where you need it, you know, if you're going to be, and mm-hmm, that sure. would be if if any time that you're headed out, uh, like if you're hiking or if you're going to go somewhere that uh, uh, where you may be <laughs> off road, then yeah, then you can make uh, a compass part of your everyday carry for that. Uh, uh, the same thing with uh, with fire starting gear. Now, I would I would carry a a lighter with me, uh, you know, no matter what. Like I said, even if I didn't smoke, I would carry a lighter with me, mm-hmm. uh, just because well, I think it's I a good idea to have the ability uh, to. I'm not talking about just starting sure. a fire to keep warm and stuff. I think it's a a good idea to have the ability to start a fire if you needed to either for signaling mm-hmm. or oh, for, sure. right. So might need to cook a sure squirrel that that or something. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you're going to be out, if you're going to be out, uh, you know, out in the wilderness, uh, then certainly mm-hmm. that would be part of your everyday carry. You need it. You will, you'll alter your, your everyday carry for, uh, you know, for where you're going to be, for where you're headed out. Yeah. Well, I usually start carrying matches in small game season. And carry them right through deer hunting, you know. But uh, this year, for some reason, I I didn't do it. And it's been one of the things kind of in the back of my mind. The last, it's turned a little colder now, you know. 
and that's been in the back of my mind for a few days. I haven't really gotten around to doing it, so I'm going to have to remind myself tomorrow and make sure I round that stuff up. Hey, it's been nice talking to you. It's, I called up about, I don't know, three, four years ago maybe and talked for a little while about something or other. So uh, I'll take off. Take care. All right. Thank you for calling in. Hey, listen, uh, if you're sure. welcome to call in any time, okay, Lee? Sure. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right. So I saw that uh, uh, Sam had written in, hey, somebody call in, I'm getting lonely. <laughs> well, I do like it when you guys call in because uh, that's the whole reason I do this show live is uh, so that you guys will have the ability to uh, to call in. If it if it sounded like I was getting lonely, it probably wasn't so much uh, lonely as it was, uh, uh, like I said, you guys, uh, uh, you, you can't see what I'm doing here. But uh, uh, at different times, I'm doing different things. It, it, that can go all the way from uh, uh, one time I was doing the show while I was uh, directing uh, three, three or four folks uh, on, on getting cattle off of the highway and back into uh, a corral right across the street. Uh, and I couldn't go any further because the phone... Uh, started losing signal when I went more than like 150 feet from the house. Uh, I've had uh, 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 kids uh, come up to me in the middle of the show with uh, splinters in their feet or in their fingers or you name it. And tonight was uh, was me walking around trying to uh, put buckets under the leaks that I was telling you about. I've got... Uh, I've got a house that's uh, uh, over 100 years old, parts of it. And it seemed that when people, when the the people who had it uh, for the first 100 years, that uh, when they got ready to to repair the roof or put a new roof on, uh, they didn't worry about taking the old roof off. Places it has uh, five layers of roof on it. So I've been slowly taking the layers off so that I can... Uh, so that I can get to the point where I can uh, completely redo the roof, uh, and I'm going to have to do it a little bit at a time because uh, because it's too big a job to do all at once. <clears throat> but I'm taking the layers of the roof off uh, and trying to make sure that it doesn't leak. But every time it rains, uh, you know, I'll find some new leaks uh, right now because. The uh, the initial roof was uh, in places was lathe and cedar shake, and then uh, then that got a layer of composition shingles on top of the cedar shake. Then it got a layer of tar paper on top of that. Then in some places it got a layer of tin on top of that, and then on top of that was uh, some type of a strange mixture that's almost like a concrete. There's a uh, an aggregate mixture that has, uh, looks like some type of a, like a mortar uh, base that holds it together, and then a lot of things like gypsum and stuff like that that were mixed into it, you know, and then that is up on top. Now, the house is built uh, on pier and beam and uh, on blocks, and it sits on top of the Texas uh, black clay so the house 
is usually in, in continual movement. Uh, you know, if the ground dries up, starts cracking, then uh, then the house uh, starts moving. Uh, you know, with the with the soil movement, and that means that as the house flexes, so does the roof. So the old uh, position and stuff like that, it may uh, it may snap or fracture in places. And uh, you know, for a while I was repairing that uh, as it went along, but it's just it's, it's too much. And uh, and now, like I said, uh, I, on, on top of my regular chores, I'm trying to make sure that I, I'm trying to get the roof ready to replace too. So tonight uh, was when I was talking to you guys it was also a ballet of uh, putting out bowls to catch water in in new places that the house appeared to be leaking tonight. So <clears throat> thank you guys for your uh, uh, for your patience in that. <clears throat> uh, okay, Rachel, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. All right. Uh, can you think of uh, think of anything additional that uh, you would recommend for women? Hmm. Um. Not necessarily. I mean, they can. A lot of times, women really need a lot of the same things that men would. I mean, they need a flashlight. Everybody needs to need a flashlight equally. You mentioned a whistle that I don't actually carry one. I think it's a smart idea. Um, something else that bugs me a lot about women is the shoes that they wear. Um, for me, it's important to always wear shoes that I can I can walk in, I can run in, uh, and you know I guess it's not as important to a lot of other girls seeing it, uh, their footwear choices, but. For me, that, that's something I wouldn't really put on my everyday carry list, but it's a consideration. It kind of falls into a similar category. You know, just wear shoes that, that I can run in if I want to, if I need to. Right. And, uh, and I'm telling you, I see a lot, of, uh, a lot of strange shoes on women at times, and, and I've certainly asked my wife many times. I said, you really, you're really going to wear those all day long? And, uh <laughs> And I just, I, I uh, because I'll look at it and I'll just see pain or, uh, or, or just danger, you know, danger, Will Robinson, because uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like you could fall very easily. And certainly, like you said, uh, if, if you needed to run, I don't know how well that's going to work. I know I, you see folks, uh, you see women a lot of times shucking their shoes and, and running, yeah. but, uh. I wouldn't consider that a great idea either because uh you know maybe you don't want to you don't want to run on on certain things that are uh, out there on the ground but mm-hmm. that would have to be uh like you said I really couldn't consider that an everyday carry but I do know that uh, a lot of uh I see a lot of women that are commuting and stuff like that uh especially when I live uh downtown uh, I would see them. They would have like either a backpack or a big purse, and uh, and they may be dressed up really nice, really fancy, but they'd be wearing a pair of uh, you know uh, sneakers or running shoes or something. And uh, I'm I'm just assuming that when they got to their their office, they would switch to their dress shoes, and then uh, you know put the other ones back in the bag. 
but you could you can do that and I certainly would recommend that uh that you have uh no matter what your uh what your fancy uh dress is uh for the evening because I would recommend it for guys too and that is uh uh having a pair of shoes that you can walk in in your vehicle because if your vehicle stops uh, uh functioning you may need to walk now one of the things that I didn't that I didn't mention that I always have on me uh, is a pair of leather gloves. Uh, I always have them on, no matter what I'm wearing. Even if I'm, if I'm even if I'm wearing a suit, uh, I have a nice pair of leather, uh, black leather work gloves uh, that uh, I'll put in my pocket with a suit because. <clears throat> There have been plenty of times that, uh, uh, well, I was going to a wedding a couple of years ago. We even had a flat. Uh, and uh, I was dressed up really nice and everything, and, uh, and he had to change the flat. And, and I put the gloves on. That kept my hands nice and clean and kept them from getting uh, injured at the last minute. But uh, you never know when you're going to have to. Uh, and I started doing this. Uh, because of two things. One, uh, I was on an aircraft that uh, had a, uh, a very bad landing, and uh, and then another aircraft within uh, the next year or so had a similar bad landing and uh, and caught on fire, and uh, a lot of folks got hurt <clears throat> and. Uh, so I altered my my flight carry, include a a cotton jacket, uh, leather gloves, and then uh, it also I also had a uh, uh, enough a a large enough cotton bandana. It wasn't the wasn't the regular bandana that you carry in your in your pocket. It's a double size one that they have. I got that so that I could uh, wrap that around my head because. Uh, if there was a flash fire in the plane, I wanted a good cotton jacket and leather gloves and a cotton bandana that I could protect my skin with because uh, you don't want anything that's uh, synthetic or that's going to melt to your skin. Uh, and it's like uh, uh, the folks will tell women that they would advise them not to fly and stuff like pantyhose and synthetics. Uh, and then I had uh, a... Uh, then there was a person that I knew that to an accident, and they had their, I believe the kids were in the vehicle too, and the vehicle caught fire, and the person was trying to get the kids out of the vehicle. And it wasn't that he was afraid of the fire. He was he was grabbing onto the hot steel with all of his might and pulling on it. It just wasn't doing any good because the hot metal was melting the skin mm. and the skin was just sliding off. You know, he couldn't get a grip because the skin was just sliding off of his hands. Wow. And uh, and so after that, after those two things, I've just, uh, I've always carried uh, leather gloves as part of my everyday carry. It'll always go in my pocket so that uh, so I have something that goes uh, in between my hands and what I'm grabbing. And, uh, They've come in handy over and over and over again, and 
I use my hands every day, and so I know that uh, that all it takes is uh, three or four good punctures or cuts on my hands to make my week miserable. So I try and protect my hands, uh, you know, as much as possible. Mhm. Yeah, I've definitely seen you with your hands. Uh, that reminds me, there's also the other extreme. Um, there's cold weather. Something that my mom actually taught me years ago was to make sure I always have warm blankets in my car or a warm jacket. And living in central Texas, it doesn't necessarily get super cold very often, but when it's cold, it's cold. Um, and, you know, if I have car trouble uh, or have to be outside taking care of my car, walking to a gas station, uh, I don't, I don't want to be caught in the cold uh, wearing something it's not going to protect me from that. So I always always try to keep an extra jacket or a couple of jackets in the car, maybe a blanket. Uh, just just throw it in the trunk and leave it there in case I need it. Right, right. And uh, I think we talked about uh, uh, vehicles and stuff uh, uh, a month or so ago, but mm-hmm. uh, I would certainly add that to uh, to what we're talking about now. If you're talking about everyday everyday carry. Uh, you've got uh, what, it, what it really refers to is what you're actually carrying on your person, but uh, right. you can take it up to the next notch, which is uh, what you're do if if you are if you're in a vehicle every day, then uh, then that can certainly uh, be added to uh, you can certainly add things onto what you're going to carry uh, in your vehicle because now if you've got a vehicle, then uh, you can certainly stage a lot more gear and stuff in there. And uh, sure. the only time you have to worry about the uh, about the the smaller number of things you carry, you know, is when you leave the vehicle. But yeah, if you carry, if you keep uh, uh, in your vehicle, I would certainly recommend. Uh, uh, I believe last time I was talking to folks about it, uh, I keep uh, a couple of the extra large contractor size uh, trash bags. I have a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a poncho and a rain jacket uh, behind the seat, as well as a uh, as a nice thick old wool sweater. And uh, mm-hmm. I try and choose wool for uh, for cold weather gear if it's not some of the more expensive synthetics, because wool will has the ability to retain its uh, uh, it has the ability to retain heat even when wet. And then uh, uh, and then all of the rest of the stuff that you can keep in your vehicle, which is like a would be a mini list of things that you keep in your home. Uh, right. Some extra water. I usually have a, at least a gallon of water uh, in uh, all of the vehicles. Uh, right. And then uh, and then some form of food, and usually with the food uh, that I put in the vehicle, it's usually like the same kind of stuff that I put in my. Uh, like in my apple seed, uh, my sheet boss uh, bag. It's usually something that I that I'm not crazy about eating, so that I won't uh, go digging for it and eat it. Uh, uh, you know, at the at the first hunger pangs. Uh, so I'll usually have something like uh, I'll have uh, uh, three or four tins of sardines uh, that I'll put in the in my sheet boss uh, bag. And the same thing for the vehicles. I usually have, I usually rotate uh, a couple of cans of uh, treat or spam uh, will be in the uh, in the vehicles along with a uh, glass jar of 
uh, peanut butter and then a spoon in the uh, glove compartment box. Uh, a good first aid kit, like I was talking about earlier, that will always be in the vehicle, no matter because I've, I've got one in each of the vehicles. <coughs> and uh, uh, I'll usually have another good light. And the vehicles, a lot of times, even though they're not... Uh, they're not as good as some of the other lights you can get now. Normally in the vehicles, I'll keep uh, a 3-cell, three 3-D-cell three mag light, and uh, those will go into the door pockets on the vehicles. Good. In each of the vehicles, I've got either a 3- or 4-cell, uh, D-cell uh, mag light. And uh, mm-hmm. right now, they're the conventional bulbs. Uh, I'd like to buy the kits and put the LEDs in there. But I've yet to have a, a backlight bulb go out on me, so I'm not that worried about it. But I keep those because even though they don't they don't put out as much light as uh, as most of the lights have their size now, uh, a, a four light I mean a four uh, D cell flashlight is uh, one of the few legal things that you can carry uh, in your vehicle. Uh, that could function, uh, you know, as a form of self-defense. I don't know how it is in most people's states, but uh, in Texas, you're not allowed to carry any kind of a club. If you have something in your vehicle, it needs to have some other function than just being a club. If you carry a cut-off pool cue, that's illegal because that doesn't have any function other than beating people with. you know, if you have a baseball bat that's cut off, then it's the same thing. You can carry a full-size baseball bat because that has another function. But I mm-hmm. carry the uh, the D-cell lights right there in the door panels on all the vehicles because that's it's a flashlight and it can be used, uh, you know, to assist you with self-defense. Uh, and then in each of the vehicles, I also carry... Uh, safety gear like the road flares. And the road flares uh, can be used if you've got a breakdown uh, to make people, uh, you know, to let people see you if you're on the side of the road so they don't come flying up on you at night and uh, ram into you or your vehicle while you're trying to change a tire or something like that. And they can be used for a lot of other uh, purposes, you know, signaling and stuff like that. So I make sure that all of the vehicles have some good, uh, some of the good old-fashioned uh, sulfur road flares in them. Uh, there's also uh, uh, a uh, six-foot length of uh, uh, air compressor line, uh, some of the old uh, rubber air compressor line. And then a uh, one-gallon empty bucket that uh, that uh, that had previously held uh, coolant. Then I've got a a full one-gallon container of coolant. The uh, the hose and the empty bucket are there if uh, if for some reason I had to in an emergency situation try and siphon some fuel out of some other vehicle or something. Now, I'll tell you that uh, that this is illegal to do. If they catch you siphoning fuel out of somebody's vehicle, it's no different than uh, 
than stealing it from a store or anything else or, or stealing the hubcaps off the vehicle. It's a crime, mm-hmm. it's a crime and it's, it's a criminal event. And I would not do it, and I would not uh, advise you to do it unless it were in some emergency situation where you would say, look, I'm, I'm willing to take the hit on this because I feel like uh, the situation is dangerous enough then I'm willing to get a ticket for this if I have to because I, I feel it's that dangerous. And if it is, exactly. then 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 you can make the decision on whether you want to take that chance or not or, or you want to do that. Uh, right. But well, I make analysis. sure that I give myself the ability to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were mentioning earlier, you, know, you can keep a lot of things in your car, uh, something my friends and I realized is that obviously it's impossible for each of us to carry everything we might possibly need in any situation. You know, you can fill your house and your car, but you're not going to have it on you. But um, each of us kind of has our own little uh, collection of items that we usually keep with us. Like I have a friend who's an EMT, and she is always going to have her medical backpack with her. Um, a lot of things uh, past just the basic things that I just I'm not going to have on me. But I know if, if she's with me for taking a simple little day trip somewhere, she has that backpack with medical supplies and she's wearing it. Um, my friends know what I carry, um, and so I'm going to have that available. Um, and you know, each one of them has their own little uh, group of things. You know, we have the survivalist ones. We have the, the fire-starting people and the, the people who are always going to have food and water with them. And so if you're traveling with a group, um, that it, it you know, especially if you know what each person has, um, that, that's a really, it's a good thing. It's a very helpful thing. You can kind of help each other out. It's, it's that community there. Right, right. And, uh, and uh, uh, well, I, well, I haven't traveled with you, but uh, I've traveled with, uh, with some of the other Battle Road staff, and uh, we'll do the same thing with, uh, uh, with gear, even, uh, you know, even uh, firearms and stuff. Like, uh, right. Exactly. We were getting ready to go somewhere with uh, Bill the other day, and uh, you know, we just we we just uh, talked about it before he went. Uh, asked what I was going to carry, and I told him he said, "Okay, then uh, I was going to carry a carbine uh, along with the rest of my gear, with my pistol and anything else. I was going to take a carbine with me on the road." He said, "All right, then he'll take a shotgun and uh, and the ammunition and stuff for the for the shotgun." So we we kind of like uh, not like. Uh, 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 coordinated accessories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good kind of coordination. And you know, not that not that you're going to steal everybody else's supplies, but there are some things that are very shareable. Uh, you know, if, if I'm carrying a flashlight and we're both walking up a road, well, we can both use the lights. Um, you know, medical emergency supplies. Uh, we aren't each going to need those, but that's it's helpful if somebody has them. Right. Right, and I and in the vehicle, of course, I always carry uh, a full medical kit in the the vehicle. Now, I feel sure. like uh, whenever I carry, uh, uh, I certainly carry it any time I'm carrying uh, a firearm. I always carry uh, a medical kit, but uh, I carry the medical kit no matter where I am when I'm when I'm with the vehicle. It's a full kit, uh, mm-hmm. enough to do, you know, what, whatever comes up. And I've got one for each of the vehicles, a large kit. And 
and I make sure that uh, whenever somebody's with me, I make sure that they know where it is so that, uh, you know, we get into an accident and I'm, uh, and I'm incapacitated if, and I want to make sure that they know where the, the kit is so they can start uh, hopefully helping me if they can. So, <clears throat> uh, and the same thing with any of the rest of the gear. I mean, if I were on the road somewhere, then I'll tell the folks, hey, I've got uh, uh, whatever, I've got such and such uh, behind the, uh, behind the seat or under the seat, uh, there's a fire extinguisher under your seat and my seat, and uh, I'll let them know where the safety gear and stuff is, uh, and what I plan to do in the event of an emergency, just so that they're uh, so that they're on the same page with me. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I see that uh, I see that Ed is laughing at your. <laughs> It's that my idea is cold. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it gets yeah. below seventy, and I am freezing cold, and I'm I'm going for my jacket. I'm I'm not kidding about that. I, w- I was just checking out the weather for the shoot I'm doing this weekend. It's going to be a high of like somewhere in the forties, and I'm I'm shivering already. <laughs> yeah, not, that's oh, another reason I definitely keep my heavy jacket in the car. If it's cold, if it's my version of cold, I will need it. Right. All right, well, uh, we've got here, uh, and where where are you right now, Ed? You said that uh, the high there is going to be 27. Where are you right now? Uh, well, I'm home right now. I'm going to San Antonio this week, and I'm teaching a CHL class tomorrow, and then I am doing an apple seed at a new range, actually, this weekend, uh, Saturday. Right, right. No, I was asking Ed to post it into the chat that uh, he said the high was Oh, really- right, okay. 27 where he was, and I was I was asking where he was right then because I I didn't know where he uh, oh gotcha, I didn't yeah. know where he was talking about. He says he's in Western Pennsylvania. The high is 27. Yeah, well you know what? If you if I'm sure you're used to that, and uh, if you are, then then you've got uh, you have your own specific uh, uh, everyday carry and vehicle carry and everything else for that, which is. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, it's going to have to be amended for cold weather. Uh, one of the reasons I live in Texas is because I don't want to have to deal with a, a high of 27. I, I like you. I'm like uh, you, Rachel. I like uh, I like it to for me to think about uh, uh, you know 40 degrees as being you know the, the bottom line of cold. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really need it to go any colder than that. Uh, I'm perfectly cold at 40. So, now we're supposed to get uh, uh, weather down to around 38 degrees here, and uh, and that's plenty cold enough for me too. Well, uh, Rachel, thanks for calling in. Uh, you got anything else that you'd like to add? No, I don't, nothing I can think of. Well, hold on just a second. We've got, uh, we've got somebody else calling in here. Area code uh, 412, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, it's, uh, it's Ed. I just thought I'd let hey, you know in public. <laughs> I hope that you're uh, I hope you're bundled up if it's 27 there. Uh, 27 is quite chilly for this time of year up here. Um, that's uh, It's not terribly usual. It's uh, it's usually in the in the upper 40s, maybe low 50s this time of year. But um, 
yeah, it, 27, we're having a nice front go through, and it's not going to be pleasant. It's, it's that global warming that's, uh, that's hitting you guys right now. <laughs> well, what, uh, what is something special that you carry in your car since you guys are a lot more prone to, uh, to hitting uh, snowed in roads and stuff like that? What is something like uh, that you guys uh, there in the east that you don't get in your car and drive off uh, without having it in your vehicle? Uh, I don't generally have the problem because I went out and got a four-wheel drive car. Um, it's um, at least where I'm at, it doesn't usually snow enough that you're that you're getting snowed in. Um, but you know, there are certain precautions that everybody should take. I mean, you know, um, I certainly have blankets, you know, in, in the car. Um, I, I have my, you know, get home bag in the car, which I repack for winter every year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that has, you know, some nice warm clothes in it so that, you know, if suddenly I found myself broken down on the road and, you know, there, there was just no hope of getting out until morning, you know, I could bundle up and, you know, survive the night. Well, I know that uh, all of the folks uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, like the Northeast, and I'm sure they're probably wherever it's cold, but uh, uh, the uh, when I was up there in the winter, one thing I noticed is that uh, everybody had uh, uh, like two or three of those uh the the those the little blades that you use to clean the ice off your windshield. Everybody's cars had those in them. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, that is that's something I don't even think about because that pretty much just stays in the car year round at this point. Right. Um, obviously, I don't need it in the summer, but it it just doesn't make a lot of sense to take it in and out. Uh, right. Yeah, the, the car car scraper is is a wonderful device for when you get that freezing rain. Right, because everybody, as in everybody up there, has those in their vehicles. I mean, and, it's just it, it's other, just a part of their their gear. The the other big item for everybody to have up here is I know a lot of people to put a bag of car or, um, cat litter in their car. And, you know, that's for, for traction. You know, you put it under your tires. And un, unlike salt, it, it if it gets too cold, salt doesn't work. So cat litter always works. So folks put the cat litter in there? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, you put a uh, bag of cat litter in your car and you use it for traction if you get stuck in the snow. You, you take out the bag and you, you, you throw it the cat litter underneath your tires. Huh. Well, I guess yeah, that would you, work. You, you know, it's um, when, when I was a young twenty-something, uh, I uh, lived in Houston for about six months, and I remember being down there, and they had their first snowstorm in like twenty years, and um, it, it was it was quite amusing to me as, a, as someone from the north watching people, you know, on all the all the highways there, they go up and down because they have to go over top of the roads that they're crossing, the, the highway does, you know, because of all the feeder ramps and everything. 
And it was quite funny because people were getting caught in the in the middle of it, and they were trying to go up, and then they would slide back down. I, I understand uh, a little bit of the confusion of Texas and snow. Yeah, well, we had uh, we have uh, very little snow, but I mean we'll get it every once in a while. Of course, everybody, everybody, you know, it's it's part of the the rules, part of the law here that uh, if there is snow. Uh, in any form or fashion. If you can see it, like on the highway or something, uh, everybody is obligated uh, to start closing their eyes and ramming into each other. It's just uh, you know, part of the rules here in Texas. And, uh, and they shut the, you know, if you can see any any snow on the highway anywhere, too, it's also, uh, we have to shut all the schools down, get all the kids home, stuff like that. And uh, Well, he- my wife you know, always laughs about that. You, you know when California does that, right? At the first California rain. Does? Yeah, yeah, well, no. California does that at the first rain. And the first time it rains in the fall, it's like, oh, my God, you smash. <laughs> well, I, I live with some of the... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I lived out in California for a number of years, and it, it was always very weird in the fall when you got that first rain, and and you just have accidents everywhere because nobody bothered slowing down, going, oh, the road's wet, maybe I should slow down. Right. Well, the thing is with, like, the first rain, and we'll get that every once in a while here, too, in the summer, uh, when we'll go for, you know, a month, two months, or three months without rain, uh, is that, uh, you know, you get three or four months of uh, oil leaking onto the highway and stuff like that. It doesn't get rinsed off, you know, uh, once every week or two weeks, you know, like at other times of the year. Then the rain hits it, and now you've got that three months of oil drippage and everything else on the highway, and it makes it makes it really rough. Now, we have yeah. – we'll also get every once in a while, we'll get uh, the – black ice uh, here, too. Not that often, but but every once in a while we will. And, uh, I mean, I got into a situation like you're talking about with the uh, with the black ice and and two little rises. They couldn't have been more than uh, 35 or 40 feet, uh, but I couldn't get out of the little valley I was in because of the black ice. I mean, uh, I spent about uh, an hour... Uh, you know, going down one hill I mean, going up the other and trying to back and forth, back and forth, thinking that maybe at some point I'll wear the ice down to the to the asphalt or something, but I didn't. Uh, the only way I got out of there finally was getting a, 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 a solid run downhill on one side and, and driving out into the ditch, uh, you know, on the other side and going up the hill in the ditch. But... Uh, <clears throat> But everybody has their, you know, their their little things that they're ready for. You know, in the up in the northeast, uh, you know, you get uh, you could get a whole bunch of snow, and they've got all the gear ready. But you know, by the by the time the snow hits, all of the vehicles are out there, and they've got these uh, all the roads cleared and salted down before uh, you know before everybody even wakes up in the morning. Yeah. It, it- when, when there's going to be a snowstorm in the Northeast, I mean, uh, and this will probably be new information for you, but um, 
you actually have trucks that go out and they spray this salt uh, and water mixture on the roads, and it, it, it just dries and sits on the roads waiting for the snow to arrive um, so that the snow immediately starts melting, you know, once it, you know, wets that, that salt mixture up. So it, they have a lot of interesting strategies for dealing with it. It's, uh, it's usually pretty effective in, unless you get uh, – if you're closer to the Great Lakes and you get lake effect snow, that can be really interesting. Um, usually where I'm at, we don't get that. Um, but, you know, a few years ago, we got, you know, 30 inches within, within a one-week span, and that was too much. So. Right. Here they just, uh, uh, it only takes a half inch, you know, and everybody goes crazy. Uh, the folks rush outside and try and uh, roll up uh what little bit of snow they have into uh, into dirty, uh, you know, leaf uh, leaf sticking out of them snowmen, and uh, and then it's uh, it lasts about two hours and it's gone. That's all that we yeah, all that we have here. The the go crazy level for here is six to eight inches. So, but uh, I also lived in Minnesota, and their go crazy was like oh two feet. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's every part yeah, of the well, country has its own way of coping with this. Yeah, Minnesota is a little bit different. Uh, uh, the only time I've really been there for winter was, uh, I believe I told you guys about, I've been there for the Winter Warfare School in, uh, I believe it was early February, and uh, we got uh, uh, down to, uh, I think it was, almost 72 degrees below zero in the middle of a storm. And uh, that was wind cold. That was with wind chill? Yeah, whatever. Everything figured into it. Uh, That wasn't uh, the temperature of whatever it was, but that was with everything figured into it. It was 72 degrees below zero. And uh, and it was was very cold. And we were stuck out... uh, uh, out in the middle of the woods on the end of a uh, like a seven day operation, and uh, we just we hold up. We we went down into a little uh, uh, like a little uh, ravine and put our uh, our tent up and uh, piled snow up against it and everything and climbed inside. And we had a, a kerosene stove and uh, it wasn't bad at all. You know we. We weathered through it fine the next day, and but uh, it just made me think of why would anybody ever live there, you know, if that happened, uh, you know, on a regular basis. But uh, the folks that live there, you know, they're geared up for it. So, uh, so everybody has, uh, you know, everybody has things that they're that they're geared up, uh, you know, to go through there, you know, wherever they live, they have things that they're they're geared up to uh, to accept and to to work through. Well, listen, guys. I think we're uh, we're just about at the end of the show here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, for calling in tonight and everybody for listening. Uh, next week, I talked to uh, Sheriff Richard Matt. This week, uh, this next uh, Thursday, he's going to come on the show and uh, so let us know what he's been doing with uh, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers uh, Association. 
over the last year. He was on the show uh, uh, about a year ago. Uh, he's going to come on and let us know uh, what uh, the uh, CSPA uh, is doing and what we can do uh, to help out. So you guys be sure and tune in uh, next Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Central. And uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, for listening tonight. And uh, God bless and keep you all. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.